0: We just got back from talking to abortion-minded parents outside Planned Parenthood, and now we're debriefing. Join us. We are Created Equal, and this is The Debrief. Hey, y'all. I'm Lexi.
1: Hey, everyone. It's Seth, and we have an exciting show today because we're we're debriefing, as you know, after outreach. And today's debrief is going to include a really awesome story of a baby who was saved from abortion.
0: Yeah. And so with us today, we have Audrey. She's one of our summer interns. Thank you so much, Audrey, for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me.
1: (laughs) We're so excited to be talking to you today, Audrey, Uh, because today we just got back from, as Lexi said, being outside Planned Parenthood. And I know this wasn't your first time sidewalk counseling, but people maybe don't know what that outreach is. Sidewalk counseling is where we're out there talking to people who are planning to kill their children. And that's a very heavy thing. This is going to be a really good conversation.
0: Yeah. So I kind of want to let everybody know what it's like outside Planned Parenthood. I know even if you've been outside to an abortion facility before, um, each one is set up a little bit differently. So at this Planned Parenthood here in Columbus, Ohio, um, there's a really tall fence with bushes all the way around, but there are, um, two different places where you can turn into the parking lot. Um, one's on an alleyway and one's on the main street. And so Audrey was standing on the alleyway side. And so she was stopping people as they were turning in. Um, so they could have a conversation and she could get them literature. Um, once they get inside the um, parking lot, it's much, much harder to talk to them. Um, and so it's really crucial to stop them before they turn in. And so that's kind of where the story starts off. So Audrey, can you kind of give us a brief overview of um, how the conversation went with the, um, was it the uh,
2: father and mother? Yeah, so um, I stopped them as they were pulling in Um they ended up rolling down their window and I asked them, uh, firstly, if they were here for an abortion, um, because I was, uh, situated, uh, by the alleyway. A lot of the people who come down the alleyway aren't actually there for Planned Parenthood. So it was important to ask her if she was there for an abortion. Um, and after doing that, um, she actually said, no, she said she was not pregnant. Mm. Um, so from there I handed her literature, um, and, uh,
1: yeah, so she, we, she first told you she was not pregnant, which is, I think is very interesting. So as you said, you don't know if everyone going in there is coming for an abortion. You asked her, is she coming for an abortion? Now, I'm curious, so I, I do sidewalk counseling as well, but I was not with you today. So when someone says, no, I'm not here for an abortion, how do you respond?
2: Yeah, so what I did is uh, when she said she wasn't pregnant, I handed her the information still, and I said, if you know someone who is pregnant, uh, please pa- pass along this information. Um, I basically just went into the regular sidewalk counseling mode of um, – uh, giving her the information about fetal development, but mostly pointing her towards resources. Um, I said, if you know someone, let them know that there's a cre- uh, a, a pregnancy resource center right across the street. Um, and as I continued to talk to her, she actually revealed to me that she was pregnant. Mm. Um, so from there I offered to walk her over to that center.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's a really good tactic. Whenever you're talking to somebody who isn't claiming that they um, are pregnant or are there for an abortion, talk to them as if they were anyways, because we know that if they're going to Planned Parenthood, um, the Planned Parenthood that we sidewalk counsel out, the only services they offer is abortion.
1: I think that's a super important point, Lexi, um, especially anyone listening today, like this is a really exciting story we're going to be going through in a moment, but I think for those who are listening, who are also interested in doing this kind of work, we're going to be talking about some of the tactics that Audrey employed today, and that's what we want to dive into in a bit, but um, after we hear more of the story.
0: Yeah, so actually, I want to play right now. We have a little bit of audio from Audrey right after she walked them over to the resource center, and this is what she was saying. What
2: happened? (laughs) Uh, they rolled down their window. Uh, they said that they were here for Planned Parenthood, and I was like, oh, you here for an abortion, and they said no, um, but um, they said they're here for Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Um, and so I gave them the information. They were wondering if I was uh, pro-abortion or anti-abortion, um, and then after talking to them for a little bit, uh, they said walking I walk them down there to the ultrasound, and yeah, she said she's five weeks pregnant. <gasps> oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That was awesome.
1: Dude, Hi. praise God. That's <laughs> so
0: fantastic. Yeah. Well, you can just hear the excitement in everybody's voice. I know, like there was like four of us surrounding you. Whatever that happened when you were running back over, it was so um, awesome to see. But I was on the other side of the street when this when this was happening. When you were walking them over, and I could just tell on your face you were so excited to talk to them. And um, I just want to know what were you saying to them when you were walking up to the door?
2: Yeah, I have never been in a situation where I've been able to help a couple like this. Um. So when I was walking uh, with them, I was saying like I would love to like offer any resources uh, I gave them my number I was like if you ever need a babysitter or like we would love to throw you a baby shower just like <laughs> yeah. all of the all of those things um, and they were they already seemed like they were leaning towards uh, saving their baby at that point so. Um.
1: But at that point, you didn't even know yet the end of the story, right? So you had stopped them going into Planned Parenthood. Then they were able to clarify that they were pregnant after they initially said they were not pregnant. And then you got them to walk with you over to the Pregnancy Resource Center where they could have good counseling, free services. But when you left the door... Obviously, a very good thing had happened, what we call a turn away. Someone turns away from Planned Parenthood. But we did not yet know they were going to keep the baby and not um, ultimately go back to Planned Parenthood. Is that right?
0: Yeah. So already
1: it's a very exciting moment, but it gets even better, right? The story goes even better after that.
0: Yeah, so, Audrey, I want you to finish out the
2: story. So what happens after they leave? Yeah, so as they were walking out of the Pregnancy uh, Resource Center, I actually ran across the street and I, I asked them, I was like, how how did it go? Like, uh, tell me about it. And they, um, they said that they saw their baby and that... Uh, They were planning on keeping it, that this was their first child, and that uh, they had just not felt ready for it. Um, And they actually thanked all of us for being out there. They said that they were super uh, grateful for our presence there, and yeah. Yeah. Oh, praise
1: God. That's, that's awesome. That's a really beautiful story.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. It's so, so
1: exciting for the rest. I know that those who are listening might not know that you're an intern this summer. And you're with, um, you know, over a dozen other interns. And this is the first save, I believe, of the summer, right? Yes. So that's very exciting for people to see because there are long, hard days where you don't have this happen. So we must remember this moment. And it's a very cool one.
0: Yeah. And now you'll have this podcast to go back and exactly. listen to <laughs> forever. Yep, save forever. Yeah. So what uh, made you go reach out to them? What made you go back over the, to them after they left the resources? center?
2: Yeah, so I actually, I I really wanted to get their phone number. I really wanted to obviously see if they had decided uh, to keep their baby, but I also wanted to be able to follow up with them. Um, I uh, had planned on texting them anyways. I had already gotten their number, but um, it was important uh, that uh, I was able to do that and um, that they knew that they had support and that we cared about them even after they chose to save their baby, that it wasn't just about that moment, but that we were willing to follow them past that.
1: And yeah. I say, afterward, you were a little bit gleeful, right? I heard you ran across the street, almost got hit by a car. I did get hit by a car. Almost got hit by a car. Clarify for anyone listening, almost, <laughs> almost got hit by a car. Because there's nothing like knowing that you were used by God in a moment to save a life. That's a big deal, right? I mean, I know we're talking about right now debriefing. It just happened about, I don't know, an hour ago or whatever. But for those who are listening, really put yourselves in Audrey's shoes. We know every day 2,300 innocent human beings are ripped to shreds. But that is one life today was not killed that is a big deal
0: that's a huge deal and it's really hard to wrap your mind around and i'm sure but like how are you feeling right now it like seth said this
2: was like an hour ago how are you feeling in this moment i mean it i mean it hasn't worn off the feeling yet i, I um
1: you're no. watching it when you go across the street though right <laughs> be careful
2: <laughs> right no i've just been praising god ever since and um it's been amazing to see how that was so encouraging to all the other uh, people on our team as well and I, i'm just very very thankful
0: Yeah. And so also I wanted to point out how you went back and made sure that, um, you got their number as well as them having your number. That's something we really, um, always try to do because we want to make sure that, um, we can reach out to them and they can reach out to us because sometimes if we just give them our phone number and we never hear from them again, that's really sad. And they may not like want to reach out to us. They may feel uncomfortable, but if we reach out to them first, they may feel more comfortable. So now you'll get the opportunity to stay in touch with them. Yeah. Right,
1: absolutely. because like put yourself in their shoes. Like a big thing happened for them today, right? Yeah. But still they don't know Audrey all that well and they might be fearful to reach out to her again. So even her just sending a nice text, giving them the chance to communicate with her again might be the, the encouragement they need to reach back out. That is important. I agree with you. It's an important tactic. So those who are listening, like already we've covered a few important tactics. I know we're going to go deeper into this in a moment, but so far, first of all, we have to kind of station ourselves before they get to Planned Parenthood on the outside, willing to stop people as they drive in, which is what Audrey exactly did, and then know what to say. I mean, you had something prepared, right? You didn't just like kind of make it up on the spot. You were ready to go. That's important too. What other tactics have been employed so far that we should be kind of focusing on as we do this kind of work?
2: Yeah, so uh, I was wearing a vest. Uh, all of the um, sidewalk counselors who are standing at the alleyway wear a vest in order to more efficiently uh, stop cars um, and start conversations. The vest just makes us look more official. Um, and it's really, really important that when, when they're passing through that alleyway, they know to stop. And it's important that we get uh, that information into their hands. Um, so even if they stop and they end up going into the Planned Parenthood uh, parking lot, just for them to have that information is really, really crucial.
1: That's awesome. So I think some important things are, again, stop them before they go in there, have something ready to say, look official, wear the vest, have resources to give to them so it's yes, not just that's words, really right? Important. Some mm-hmm. women go inside and read the resources inside Planned Parenthood yeah. to come back out. So that's yeah. important.
0: Yeah, that, especially giving something tangible, and we also keep in our um, outreach supplies, we also have little uh, models of pre-born children, which is another great thing, so if you're sidewalk counseling, um, that may be something to look into as well, because that's another tangible thing you can give somebody who is on the fence about keeping their baby or not, but yeah, you did a very good job, and I'm Just so happy for that. And I know that um, the first time you see a baby saved or the first time you get to have like a long conversation, I think something you did really well was you wanted to keep having that conversation with them. You could have said to them, don't go through the abortion, don't go through the abortion. And they could have just pulled right in. Right. But you decided to ask them questions. That's what we do on normal outreach as well. Ask people questions, make them feel comfortable.
2: Um, And so was there anything that you had questions about after that happened? One thing that I think we mentioned briefly earlier was that they asked uh, when they stopped if I was pro-life or pro-choice. So when they said this, I I guess I just I said that the resource pregnancy center, they're pro-motherhood. And but I didn't really know where to go from there and I didn't really know explicitly what to say. So I guess I was wondering if you guys had any advice.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think what you did so well, Audrey, was um, kind of like not avoiding the question, but kind of like not focusing on that, right? Kind of like getting to the important part of where they could find help. So I think when we're in that moment outside Planned Parenthood or any abortion facility, our goal is what? We want to stall the killing of the baby because we know if we can stall it, get them to pause and and rethink, any time we can buy for that baby is hope that she will not yet be killed. And if you had said, hey, I'm ardently anti-abortion. I'm here with this group created equal. It might have just said, okay. Drive on by, they were tri- driven away from you, right? Because we also know before they come to Planned Parenthood, they've been told there's going to be anti abortion, anti choice people outside there, don't talk to them. So it's important. I think that you didn't necessarily identify yourself as that.
0: I agree, and um, especially just telling them to go over to somewhere else is super important as well. And walking them over there uh, that makes them feel way more comfortable. And I think you kind of you weren't really neutral because you were definitely trying to get them to do something else. But you're really tactful in doing that. Um, not you're not um, lying to them. You're just trying to help them in the best way we can, um, and trying to make them feel comfortable, especially whenever think about it in any other circumstance. Whenever you're talking about something really serious and you know the other person disagrees with you, it makes you really hesitate on what you're going to say. And it makes you have your guard up. But if you're like, hey, this person just wants to help me, which is truly the case, um, then you can feel way more relaxed. And so I think that's what you, you did that perfectly. Um, And I think the reason they were wondering, hey, are you pro-life? Are you pro-choice? There's a lot of people out there, especially today. There was a lot of sidewalk counselors out there, which was really awesome. And I don't honestly think, Seth, what do you think? I don't think it's a bad thing if they're wondering if we're pro-life or pro-choice whenever they come up to us.
1: No, not at all. Again, I I think that even just the question, are you pro-life or pro-choice? It doesn't really matter so much what they think of Audrey in that moment. What matters is what do they think about the baby, right? And what are their concerns in their mind? And that's what we're there for to talk to them about their story, about their lives, their baby as well. And so I don't think that really how we identify as pro-life, pro-choice really even matters at all. I think that those who are listening again, I, I assume a lot of our listeners have been outside abortion facilities, but it's also helpful just to pause and think like, how is this outreach different from, you know, when we're downtown talking to people? That's kind of hypothetical. What would you what should we do if you become pregnant and don't the baby wasn't planned, or is abortion right or wrong? But this is a very specific different situation, right? It's eleventh hour, that baby's going to die. So how we act may look a bit different, and that's I think actually a good thing. We should change our tactics based on the context.
0: Audrey, were you comfortable in doing that and kind of, because on the streets during um, outreach, like on urban areas and everything like that, you're really just straightforward. I'm anti-abortion, everything like that.
2: Was it kind of hard for you to kind of switch modes? Yeah, it, it's definitely hard. They're definitely very different. Um, I think actually talking to the mother is very different even than just sidewalk counseling from behind the fence um, it's interesting because it's, it's a lot more pressure when you're actually face-to-face with someone who's seriously considering or going to kill their child. Yeah. Um, so I guess it was a lot more conversational, which uh, of course it was, but I just hadn't really even thought through that um, and, and how to really connect with a mom on a, on a one-to-one uh, basis.
1: That's important to pause right there too for anyone who's listening thinking, okay, cool, you did, but I can't do that, right? It's too scary. I can't be the one to be the only line of defense between a baby and death. But like you said, you're having, you're having a conversation, right? It's not like you had to go out there with this 15-step sermon for her, right? And that wouldn't have been very effective anyway, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. My heart rate, like, goes up exponentially whenever I start talking to somebody in a conversation, <laughs> um, especially um, outside the abortion facilities. But it's so worth it. And once it's over, it's like, oh, my goodness. That wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just in the moment you feel terrible, but afterwards, it's like terrible, but also the best feeling in the world all at the same time. Um, And so it's just go out and do it. And I think that's what you did. You've been doing this for about a year, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, you just went out, started sidewalk counseling, um, rip the Band-Aid off, go out. If you aren't sidewalk counseling, go out and do it. Um, It's not as
2: bad as it seems, y'all. It's not as bad as it seems. But you have one more question, I think, for us, right? Yeah, so I got uh, their telephone number, and they got my phone number. Um, but I guess my biggest question is, uh, what should we do to keep in contact with women uh, after they save their baby? What are the next steps?
0: Yeah, so I think it's really important um, to – First, have an initial, um, what do you need? Uh, Do you need help financially? Do you need help um, out of a bad relationship that you're in? What are the things that we can do to help you make this pregnancy easier? Um, What are your next steps going to be? Lay that all out for them. Then also, we always try to have a, or we always have a woman From Created Equal, go meet with them, uh, meet with the mother um, one-on-one, somewhere like get coffee with them or something like that, um, discuss with them, um, share the gospel with them and everything, um, and then fulfilling the... Um, things that we said we were going to do for them, which whatever, depending on the circumstance, will change. Is there anything else you want to add? No,
1: I think we were saying so well, Lexi. is that, um, Kind of there are a couple things going on here, right? So we know the urgent need is saving the baby, helping them with their immediate problems so or concerns. So we've had women where we set a budget for them, we raise money for them, we go shopping with them, have a baby shower... All that stuff to help with the urgent, the immediate need, right? But we also recognize, like Lexi said, there's a, a deeper need here, and that is if we save the baby, and the mother and father have not heard the gospel. We have, uh, we need to get to that deeper need as well. So that's when we meet with them, we can do that um, by helping them with the urgent need first, but then getting to the deeper need later, which is not only for them but also their baby, trying to help them recognize the greater truth of abortion being wrong because it's a sin, but there's also, um, which they didn't thankfully kill their child. Right. But, yeah. um, putting to the truth that, um, it, even if they have not had an abortion that they can be set free through the gospel.
0: Yeah. Yeah, certainly. And also we try to stay in touch with them. Um, even after the child's born, even if we've helped them through whatever situation they're in, we want st- to stay in touch with them as much as they will allow, obviously right. we are not pushy with them. Right. If they don't want to talk to us, that's okay. Um, but if they want to stay in touch. We do that. Um, and you'll so, find that out soon yeah. when you, when you'll you text her, right? Yeah. yeah. it'll yeah. be up to
1: her to decide how much she wants to respond. You know, like you said, we're not going to dog her forever, but we want to make sure that she knows you are available to her. Yeah. That's important for her to know that.
0: Yeah. And I think that, um, if anybody out there knows somebody who's pregnant, I want to direct them to a resource center, pregnancy resource center, go to optionline.org and get connected with, um, one local to you.
1: And also on that note, um, so f- for seeing how we follow up at Created Equal, you can watch some of our videos. We've had a couple interviews with mothers afterward. After they change their mind, the baby is saved, and then they tell their story f- to us. Um, we even had a situation with um, one mother. We were able to go where after a baby was delivered and hold her baby. So go to our YouTube channel. It's Created Equal Films. Uh, that's YouTube.com slash Created Equal Films. And you can see those videos of women telling not only what changed their mind, but also sharing the beautiful images and stories of their babies afterward.
0: Yes, that will be very heartwarming. If you didn't cry during this podcast, you'll cry (laughs) watching those videos. Right, exactly. That's exactly right. So
1: anything else ladies think we should talk about today?
0: I think we've covered everything. Yeah, not that I can think of.
1: I think so too. So everyone who's been listening, hopefully you've enjoyed this story. Also teaser, this today was an exciting day with not only one, but two baby saves. We have more to tell. Um, listen next week to next, the next week's debrief. We'll get to that soon. But in the meantime, you know the drill. Please subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. You can also find us on our social media or you can just go to createdequal.org. Thank you for joining us. We are Created Equal and this has been The Debrief.